0: Shalom Aleichem, welcome everyone to Tuesdays with Torah. It's a pleasure to see everybody on a cold winter night. Uh, keep, we're all keeping each other warm. It's no uh, coincidence, together with the Tyra in a small base medrash. Uh, where, uh, it's no coincidence that the uh, topic tonight that the uh, we were talking about is Echnas' Archem, having Echnas' Archem together. Today, share is... Uh, Shir is Sponsored by two people. David Shachner, for Refur Shlema, for Yehuda, Rafal Ben Yita. Who unfortunately does have COVID. It's still not over. And he's suffering with uh, that terrible, terrible machla. Our Banner Shalem should get rid of the machla. Heal Yehuda, Rafal Ben Yita, and everybody else that needs a Refur. Shkoyach David. And David should find the Zivig, that's early Yafazayin. Bekarv. Amen. We should all be there to dance at his chasana Amen. Without any restrictions Amen. Okay, the next uh, person is by uh, Anonymous um, Who <laughs> who was, um, I'm not sure who Anonymous is But thank you whoever you are uh, And I feel like, I, feel like I, I like this person very much Really close, it feels very close um, and that. yes and he, it's for that's what he does he does these kinds of, I mean whoever he is he does these kinds of things and he cares for other people that he dedicates even a share for their Hatzlach somebody that he knows is going through a very difficult time okay so with that being said right on to what the amazing things that, uh, you know, the Pellaeids has a way of doing things that we think we know everything, and then he says, well, you think you know everything. Well, a lot of things are chidoshim, some things we know, but we, whatever it is, we all need chazarah on it. So, he starts off saying that the achnos is can be done by anybody. It doesn't have to be a married guy in a house, with a big house and maids and servants and lots of food and everything like that it could be a single guy who will um, or girl that will um, have somebody else over and and that in itself is a tremendous tremendous mitzvah sometimes the girl or boy okay not together you know like either the girl the girl or boy or boy as uh, um, let's keep it that way because otherwise it's <laughs> not achnas zarchim. It's just uh, I don't know what we call it, but it's something. It's something else, okay? Um, achnas <laughs> very good. Okay, very good. Or, all right. So it's it's um, sometimes it could be more valuable having going over to another another single person's house and and, and joining that person and, and then, then even going to uh, some family. Sometimes. Depends on the mood. But it, that's for everybody. Depends how bad your family And, is. yeah. <laughs> and um, the, uh, the mitzvah is one of the greatest mitzvahs. He says that it's one of the few mitzvahs that are that you have the schar in Haba and the karen. I'm sorry, you have the Shar here in Olam and the karen kayam is Laam Haba. Right? How do we know that? Because we say it every morning. <laughs> right? We're <laughs> very any by the can and what are they shalom and ben are they? right what else? Talmud Torah. Very good. Talvatar. Ellie's got it. got it. The Talmud Torah. my Father, this is my father. This, I'm not speaking. I'm not. me speaking. Definitely. Okay. he got. Got. Talvatar. Can I cool So, so uh, if you don't remember all these things, just just open up a Gemara and do it. Okay. So, basically, he says that it's a tremendous thing, and it brings. He goes on to say it brings Hashem a lot of nachas ruch And I understand it, right? Basically, if your kid is my kid, what my kids went to Israel, right? And they're always calling me up, desperately. I don't know what it is, um, but the 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 uh, you spend like twenty five thousand, twenty six. Now it's twenty seven for the uh, so seminaries, and uh, it's, it's <laughs> you spend for seminaries, right? And then Shabbos is not included. Shabbos nice. meals are not included. So they call me up. I need a place to eat mm-hmm. this Shabbos, and I say one, one second. It's it's what? Sunday night, <laughs> you know. I Sunday night. I don't. Fi- I, When I was a bachur, I thought about it, you know, Friday afternoon, maybe Friday morning, you know, Thursday night if I was on the on the game, you know. And they said, no, 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 you can't do that. The girls, yeah, you got to plan it out. You got to, you got to. Who do you know? And we would scramble finding um, somebody for them to go for Shabbos. Otherwise, they, you know, they'd be, you know, in the street or in the dorm, you know, by themselves. So it was a big pressure and. You know, the feeling that somebody invited my daughter was a great feeling, right? Because my kids, it was like, wow, okay, so she has a nice family, nice meal. That's how Hashem feels ten times more. Hashem's saying, you invited my kids to your house, my child, and I feel great. I feel really, you know, you're a special guy. So, or girl, or whoever, whoever you are. So, he says, the Pelliot goes on to say, that, um, oh, so he says as follows, You're inviting somebody is very, very nice if you want to invite somebody that's a great chill together, you have a good time. He has a great sense of humor. The stories that he says will keep you going for a while. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if you invite your best friend, sometimes you even invite a friend, he doesn't want to come. He says, leave me alone, I'm, I want to help. And you want to have him so badly, you say, no, please come to me. Is that hachnosus is that considered? Is that a mitzvah? Do you get a mitzvah. Yeah. Yes, correct. Very good. You still get a mitzvah. You still have him over. You still took care of him. You still invited him. You enjoyed it, but he says it's so much. <coughs> it's so much greater. The more the needy a person is, the more he needs the thing, the higher the mitzvah is. So your friend that you pulled out of his comfortable house, you brought him to your house, is still a mitzvah, and you know have a good time. You show it's it's still a mitzvah. But the greater the mitzvah is, is that person that didn't have that lonely person that you called him up, that you didn't have, uh, you know, that doesn't have a place to go. That's a much greater. The great the mitzvah goes so much higher. Uh, and, and and my daughter asked me, is it like a mitzvah? What about if we have people showing up? You know that that you didn't invite them, but they just show up, right? Uh, of course, it's that's even a greater mitzvah. However, it might be nice if you, uh, if the, you know, they're showing up anyway. If you call them up, you're gonna get. They're gonna show up, right? So you might as well call them up and invite them, It'll make them feel so much better, right? So um, that's he says. It goes by how the people, how much the people need. The people that are, are more needy and less people invite the greater mitzvah you have, and the greater hachnasas rachamim you have. However, he says, please, he says, please take note that even though you invite them over, bring them to your house, um, you shouldn't do anything that's gonna harm your kids or your wife or your family, for instance, if they're coming, you know, like this. If they're coming and they're gonna have lewd behavior and say dirty jokes. He says then that's not uh that's not something you should bring to your house. Okay, Paleoids and that's what he says he says however <laughs> however excuse me but I'm going to tell the person I, nobody knows who said I'm going to tell the person that you can tell them beforehand you could come to my house but well, you got to keep it clean you got to keep it well, maybe they didn't listen the first couple of times okay that's why but you're me back huh? <laughs> so so he says yeah <laughs> you don't have to expose your, your, your wife and kids to that kind of behavior and uh, yeah that's, you shouldn't do that and he says another thing, he says, Yechabdeyu, the Gemara says this, Yechabdeyu v'chashdeyu. You should always um, honor them. Honor them and give them tremendous amount of honor, but, but be careful, always, always suspect them of, you know, they're going to do things. And that What does that mean? That means is that, you know, hide the silver. or Don't hide it, but just, you know, just keep an eye on it. You know, like so you shouldn't have to, he says you should do it in a way that that you shouldn't, even have to suspect them. So let's say, you know, you're, you're bringing in the silver, you have your real silver, you don't have to use, it's better to use, here, so here's the point, it's better to use your regular silver that bring out your real, you know, solid silver uh, flatware, and then start counting them, and, and he's like ner- getting nervous if he took one and there's one in his pocket, so, or, or, or paper, or the nice silver plastic uh, that they have. Um, the story is of, uh, the Gemara brings the story of Yeshua where he put up a guest in his attic, Aliyah, and the way they had they had the ladder, you know, go up to the attic, and they had a whole attic, and he said, you know, make yourself crazy up there, make yourself comfortable, um, I'll see you in the morning, and he <laughs> made himself crazy. What happened was, in the middle of the night, the, oh, and then after he went up, Rabbi Yeshua took away the ladder. But, <laughs> you honor them, but you suspect them. Hey, I, I, I'm not, the, he's not coming down in the middle of the night to my house, you know, whatever. So he pulled away the ladder. Meanwhile, the guy woke up in the middle of the night, he goes, okay, uh, let's get to work. He went around the attic, gathering all the valuables, and I don't know what's in the attic, but maybe they had a silver washing cup, or or they had uh, nice, nice pillowcases, and and uh, whatever they had, the perfumes in the in the bathroom, you know, the soaps like you take in the hotel, you know, like the guy that comes out of the hotel room and drops his suitcase and it opens up and towels and and stuff, hotel, you know. Um, so what happens? Uh, what happened was the guy gathered all the stuff, sorting right, <laughs> and he comes to the to the thing. And he thinks, thinks he's ladder. So he put his foot down and he falls down, and he middle of the night, and he screams, and they come running and they see. He's on the floor, laying on the floor. He broke a leg or something like that. But he's all the valuables are scattered all around him, and he says, "This is this is what the Torah tells us. You have to uh, honor honor them, but you know, be the um, be the uh, be careful, be careful with it." Now, I will tell you, I was in Lakewood uh, for a simcha this year, actually a year ago, whatever. someone's bar mitzvah. And we were there for shops Now they have very, very nice things. It's very nice that a lot of people with houses make separate entr- uh, entrances on the side. I don't know if you ever saw that. They have it here also. But um, they have a lot over there. So we stayed in one of those apartments. And it was just like it's a one-bedroom with uh, their own bathroom. Very nicely done, modern, clean, nice, nice, uh, nicely furnished. And it's separate, right? You come into the side entrance. And so, but what happened was I had to ask the host. Uh, oh, and then they have a, like a little alcove for coffee and a little fridge. Really, really nice, like a hotel room. So I had to ask the host, you know, about the air of Where does the air of go? What is it? So I knocked on the door connecting the, in, in the house, connecting the uh, the apartment to the house. And he comes, you know, he comes mm-hmm. in, he answers, it's very nice, what else do you need? And I asked him, you know, where is the air of go? Fine, he told me. And then he closes the the door, and I hear, like, right afterwards, the dead boat click. And I'm like, okay, no, no, why why don't you lock up all of them? You know, because I'm going to come in the middle of the night and I'm going to kill all the kids. You know, so, like, really, you got to get that's not enough. You know, I felt like so um but but he did the right thing so I, I was like thinking what's Should have done a you know like yeah, yeah maybe quietly like you know I felt like I'm standing there click click clack you know you're out okay it wasn't, make sure it wasn't of course it wasn't but that's what they did but the the truth is I was thinking about how so yeah both sides you have you 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 know be careful but you know you make the guy think like he's a murderer. So maybe, maybe there's ones that when you click, the door automatically locks. You know, instead of a deadbolt, or do it like later on. You know, like at night. Oh, okay, he doesn't hear me. Let me close it. Like, all right, close the door. Clack. You know. So um, that, but that's that. That happens to be right. And um, you know, listen. Sometimes your guests will. Um, my my wife has has the correct rules. You know that. You know the kids can't be alone together with them and. Especially nowadays, we have to be more careful than ever, and it's nothing personal, but you know, you have a lot of people come to your house, you have little kids coming over, you get, you know, don't leave them and go to, uh, you know, here, okay, you know, I'm leaving my kids here. If you don't know them, you know, even if you do know them, many things happen, but you got to be careful, and it's, it's, uh, you know, and it's not too careful to be, uh, to be on the to safe be side. Careful. Right, it's mitzvah. Your kids and your family come first, Right. So, that's very, very important, he writes about it, and uh, you can't also be careful with your wife, it's not only the kids, some people come in and if they are flirtatious with their wife, then that is not something which you want, it depends how the guy looks, no, that's not true, Um, it doesn't matter, it's not comfortable for her, so, you know, it's... um, it's really, uh, it's really very, very important. He says to be careful not to. Um, then he says, put her in a different room, but then make her soothe the fast. It's a fine line. So, in general, you know, it's something that we all have to think about. We have families, and I, I have a um, a, a rabbi, big rabbi in Brooklyn, who was t- uh, telling me about this a little bit, and he was telling me stories like of people that came and different things that happened that. Uh, but what happened to this rabbi he says people call him up all the time he doesn 't know them Rabbi, I want to come to your house I want to you know of course you know but um, what happened was with this felt with this rabbi this particular so he decided he went through too many things he doesn 't invite anymore so I said Rabbi you know he's yeah, yeah for Shabbos is he invite he inv- i don 't let anybody come to my house anymore this is what he tells me i 'm not saying who it is, but very famous rabbi you know so like that 's not that, yeah, you to get. You have to draw the line somewhere. So you have to. I think. I think we also have things, you know. That so when people take advantage, you have to know where where your line is, and you have to set guidelines, right? I, we have people calling, and uh, I'm just telling you, don't do this if you ever. You know, you want to you want to go to Rabbi's house. You call the why they call mm-hmm. me and they say, um, yeah, oh, we'd love to come over, and I say great, I'd love to have you. We'd love to, you know, share ideas, spend a nice meal together. And then they go, well, my wife worked very hard this week. And she really needs a break. And I feel like telling them, buddy, my wife worked just as hard. And you know what? She also needs a break. So like, you know, maybe we should come to you. You know, like, that. you don't come for somebody. Oh, you know. we need a break, so you're the uh, restaurant. You want to come because you want to spend time together, right? But you get, we get this all the time. And you know, this is how... But that's real Hachnas That's the real Hachnas But... If you're going to get burnt out, so you have to draw a line, figure out what you need, what you can do, what's good for your family, <clears throat> and push yourself a little bit more. Because by saying, yeah, we'll have it once every two months. No, no, you can do it twice a month. And you still have your time for your family. And um, it's it's uh, it's the greatest myth for those people. It's very easy to say no guests and, and not this week. And But for those people that are sitting alone in their apartment, you know, with their... One, you know, making challent for one person is, it's crazy. It's, it's yeah. Well, the waste. It's just. It's a, How do you eat challent by yourself? It's very, very hard. Right. Right. And I tried telling this rabbi what what it means to be lonely, um, and just to sit. And, and I said to him that I, there's one guy that I know that he, um, he's, he told me, he, says, he asked me if I was home, ever in Brooklyn, he wanted to come. He said that Friday nights are very, very difficult for him. Because he looks to see who, he tries to get invited. But Shabbos is 4 o'clock, you know, but I finish 5.30. He says, but sometimes I eat by families that go fast. Now usually people love that, right? I have somebody that wants to come this morning I'm not going to say any names but he says I, I only could come if I could leave really early you know mm-hmm. so I could go I, <laughs> um, but you know there's most people want to quick but this guy said he says Friday night I go to somebody's house it's 5.30 they finish at 6.30 I go back to my apartment it's 6.30 I go to sleep let's say at 12.30 I have 6 hours no phone no I, I have a book I have, I have learned something I'll have a little snack, but how can? What am I going to do for six hours in a in a dark apartment alone? People don't think about that. So he try what he tries to do is he tries to go to families that have long meals, so he can. Um, go to two meals. He, yeah, we go to two. I, later, early Shabbos. <laughs> There's no, you know. Listen, it's or you know, you sit on a couch on the other side. The Pelioid says. Don't be the kind of guest that sits on the couch and stays, and, and and you know, and and has to be sort of okay. We're going to sleep, you know, <laughs> you know where. Um, yeah, That's you want to stay here, um, uh, you know. That you should know when when to leave, but you know, the the, the same point. You have, we have to understand what it means, and it's very very important. And the Gemara Taka says that uh, when you give f- um, food to an ani. Food is not. They're not coming for food. They're coming for the Shabbos meal, for the uh, for the for the enjoyment, for the uh, for the chill, for the company. You feed them. You feed your your company. Company is the most tasty, delicious thing that you can give them. Just and and it's very important. The Palyoyit says try to remove the anger and the sorrow, the troubles. You had a trouble week. He says remove it because the guests are going to think that you're trouble because of them. I know it sounds ridiculous you know you had Friday night you know we went through what a week you went through and you're like and you tell them I went through such a week but still the natural reaction is you see the guy all troubled and whatever you say wait when he was chilling with his friends on, in shul last week he, wasn't, he didn't look like that he must like his friends better and I'm uh, here so it's very that's part of the Hachnas HaZachim that's what they need so he says the Gemara says if you give an food, you get 6 brachas but if you mafayis him you get 11 brachas so the food is not the main thing, it's the mafias, it's to give them, um, so you got to put away your, 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 your worries, give them the attention, the love, show them that they, you're happy that they exist, it's nice that they're there, and make sure that um, they don't feel any of the uh, difficulties you might have for, for the guests. Okay, so yeah, especially like, I never heard of this, there's a show, I saw, I saw this article on Aish, there's a, there's a show called Crown Crowns, about the, um, no, it's Queen not that England kind of crown, of Queen of England, right, how the she, um, how she, um, so in this show at least, it says, don't act like that show, whether it's true or not, how she, um, they treated the, uh, when, when Diane when Queen Di- does anyone know who that is? That's the so. Princess Diana. Does anyone know oh, that's before yeah, your long, time? Long, long, long. From back in the day. From back, yeah, yeah. That, this is back in my <laughs> day. Yeah, by like us, she was old. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Uh Anyway, Bekitzer, they, um, they, when she came yeah. there to the palace, seemingly or allegedly, they made fun of her that she curtsies wrong, that she did this, and at the table she held a fork. this there's, there's, there's loads of rules, so. Um, if you really, um, want to be good hachness he says, let's get rid of all the rules. Because the rules are, I remember my father, uh, growing up, had, um, a big tabachum, but, you know, so usually you don't find it together, but he had rules. We weren't allowed to slurp to soup. And <laughs> the funny, and, and no elbows on the tables. We, etiquette. It's a Shabbos. It's a, it's beautiful. It's a Shabbos. But when guests came, you know, we, my father always showed it, uh, how, how to have guests we can going to have, you know, an Aneem coming to the house, and they sh- slurping the soup, and we're all laughing, you know, but don't don't laugh, that's the idea. You know, the whole idea is to make them feel good. Um, I remember the funniest thing is that coming all those years, going to Erez Yisrael, and I went to a Rebbe's house, and he had like 11 kids, and the soup came out, and it was like a... Simph- uh, uh, orchestra, everyone's <laughs> the soup, and I'm like, I didn't know where I was. I said, it's a good thing my father's not here; he'd probably faint on the spot. But um, the the uh, the guests come. There's no rules. There's there's no there's, there's no making fun of them. However, etiquette they learned etiquette they didn't learn etiquette. They got to make the idea is to make them feel good, make them feel great. Walk out of the house, they are feeling like a million dollars. So it's it's the it's the chesed. It's um, it's making them. Uh, you know, like showing them that they, they exist. All these things are very, very important. The Medrash says that everything that Avram did for his guests, we got it back. So there's, there's a Medrash that says that, lechem lechem alamayim, and what happens? It comes back at you. So one of the things that Chana does is it causes it, to, it's, it's a boomerang effect. It causes it to come back. The Bracha will come back. And the same thing that by Avram Avinu, he gave out bread, and there's a whole bunch of things that he says, but one of them was, he gave out bread, so we got man in the Midbar. Everything comes back, and um, it's something that's very, very important to know. Okay, so two very interesting stories about Hachnas Azarachim. Um, one was Rabbi Zilberstein said a story from, uh, happened by someone uh, whose name was Yontov, Kahan. It was before, pre-World War II. And he lived in Prague. And he was a wealthy man, but he was a big time and he uh, had a lot of guests, and he always so the the of Prague was as follows: that there was no there was no internet, there was no shabbos or 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 t- where, so what, what did a guy do when he came to town? He needs you went to shul, you stood in the in the in the back if you needed a meal, and the them as they left, oh you need a meal, come, you look like a nice guy, come come to my house, come, uh, you, you know, and then they invited them over. So this Yom this rich fellow, Yantuf um Khan, what he did was he waited for everyone to take the geshmaka guys, the, you know, and he took the beggars, the ones that were dirty and filthy, and many of them were full of lice, and he waited and he took those ones that were left in. What a mitzvah, amazing. And he brought them home. Now the maids that he had, he had maids, and the, the maids were really upset at him. They used to tell him, Rabbi, why do you ha- why every week we scrubbing the chairs? We had to they had to clean the chairs from the lice. They scrubbed them down with bleach, and and they worked very hard as said, rabbi. Any guests is oh, nice. He says, Yeah, but let other people get it. And I said, yeah, but we're doing the work. It's okay. You getting we're getting paid nicely. Anyway, an amazing thing. It's, not just, it's, it's just interesting. So that was his thing, lice. He had always a lot of lice in his house, but he always cleaned it out. Listen to this. He went to, Abzil says, he didn't realize it until afterwards. He didn't understand what it was. Um, on, <clears throat> the Nazis came, they captured everyone, rich and poor alike. They all went to the same barracks. They all went to the same gas chambers. Uh, the, the learned, the unlearned, the it all showed that everybody hidden, we're all Achim together. They all went to the same place. And, but it was a very interesting thing that happened. He didn't hop till many years later. He, he put it together. Um, in his barracks, everyone, there was a lice, and Many people suffered. There was no showers. There was, there was a delousing room, but it was a big, big problem. And can you imagine sleeping with little things biting you? And it was full of it. it was, the barracks always had that problem. And for some reason... This guy, this fellow, never had lice. Nobody could figure, nobody said, I couldn't sleep a, a wink and have had to work. And, the, and he never had lice. And then he chapped it later on, years later. Wait a second. They were always complaining to me. My maids, I always bought the lice. I always cleaned the lice. He never once in his two years that he was in the, in the, in the concentration, he never had the lice. This small thing Hashem shows, it's coming and back to you. His, I'm sure his his, his char is much, much bigger. But that little sign to show, <laughs> don't worry. You could be all around. You could be laying in lice. You're not getting it. You're 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 the one that took it in. It's not happening to you. And and then uh, uh, the story, beautiful story, where of Klatsko, uh, of Klatsko. We all know who that is, right? Which one? What's his first name? Bension. Ben-Sion. Um He has uh, a house in Muncie. One one happened. One he was away for Shabbos his house burned down. And he was away for Shabbos, and his came back. He sat down and decided that, you know, maybe it's a message. Let's do something. And they built a new house, and he decided that they're going to increase their... I'm sure they always had guests. That's the type of people they are. Right? They are going to increase their... um, Right. So he said, I'm going to make... Build a house as a dining room and he created a huge dining room and he had rows and rows of guests every Shabbos. Now of course you have to your family has to be okay with that um, but I think with enough training they are and they still feel you know the love and the affection that they have from this. You need a guy like uh, Rabbi Klatska to do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Bikitzer, what happened was he created the whole floor and they had every Shabbos they had guests over. And then they needed a, a they decided that if they have Shabbos, they're not going to go to shul, they might as well have a, a shul there a there because, so they needed a safer Torah. So a whole story happened with the Sefer Torah. They were looking for a safer Torah, they, uh, they found a, a safer Torah. He calls up the fellow, the fellow was two and a half hour drive, away drive in, in, in Philadelphia. He says, you know what? I'm going to bring it over. He brings it over. He shows the Sefer Torah. He says the story. The story was that he, this guy was a monk. And he said, my father, I'm actually Jewish. My father and mother were, um, they were survivors. And they had a shul in, in somewhere in the Catskills. And then he died. He died, young, he died young. And I was 15 years old. And they auctioned everything off. And I took I just took this little tire. It was 11 inch seifetira. I took that with me, and I kept that. But then I had a lot of questions, and nobody was there to answer it. So I went to school. I found the shiksa. I married a, a monk. I became a monk myself. And for the last 50 years, I had the this seifetira. this 11 uh, in the top of my closet. And I decided that um, when you put, he put. I think he put an ad looking for seifetira. So your ad that's belonged to you. And you know what? I came here. I saw what you do. You invite guests. You invite people over. This Torah belongs by you. And he says, what do you mean? For free? Yeah, and it was a beautiful Torah. It was kosher. It was... It was... Uh, everything was still nice. It was 75 years old. But he said, yeah, he gave it to him. Now, little Torahs are very expensive. He gave it to him. Now he needed a Arun Kaidish. So he saw an ad for an curry dish, except and it looked like a miniature curry dish, but it had a cross on the top. But something was funny. So he called up the uh, guy. He says, "To tell me about this uh, ark." He says, "Well, we don't know. We're we're a um, we're a, a clearinghouse for for estate sales, and we got this from you know a, a priest." So he says, "Could you do me a favor? I want you to look. I have a suspicion. This is his was far away. He says, "I want you to look at the wood on the cross and on the actual arc, and tell me if it's the same shade, or if he says, "No, he looks he goes, "No, it's totally different." So yeah, it looks like it was attached later. He says, "I knew it. It was an arc. He says, "I'll buy it." He bought it. They sent it to him. And indeed, it was Arun Kaidish. He just removed the nail for the, for the cross on top. And it was exactly, it fit beautifully. He said he found a home for his Arun Kaidish. Anyway, one day, he, they called him up. They said there was a girl named Beth. And this Beth was, she, she was coming from a dysfunctional family. Didn't have a family. She was going from one family to another family. She obviously couldn't live by her parents and um, she needed a home, but meanwhile, could she come for Shabbos? And he said, of course, that's what she came, she stayed over, and she saw, it was actually Sukkot, and he saw that she was a broken person, and she was not even responding, she wasn't even, he was trying to bring her into the conversation, you know that, like 30, 40 people there, and he's he's trying to bring her into the conversation, she saw a broken 12 year old girl, and he's telling her, Beth, I want to tell you the story, he finally goes, you know what, I want to tell you the story of the sefatari that we have. You saw that cute Aaron Kaidish. That let me tell you what happened. He told the story with the monk and with the with the Aaron Kaidish, and whatever. It looked like she didn't respond, and uh, whatever. He had, the, but he he did his part. The next morning, right? He sees she's playing with the kids. She's opening up. She's helping his wife. She's a different person, and he didn't. He not want to ask grade, and she was talking more at the meal. So, the social worker he called him up and says, let me tell you what happened. I don't know if you saw a change, but she's a different person. He said, sh- the social she said, the social worker said about Bethet, you don't realize it, but you must have, you told the story of the Sefer and the Aron Kodesh, and you told it to everybody, but she took it to heart. And in the middle of the night, when everybody was sleeping, she tiptoed downstairs, she went to the Aron Kodesh, she took out the Sefer Torah, and she held it, and she said, "Rabbanu She started crying, and she said, "Rabbanu God Almighty, you found a home for this Sefer Torah that was lost and was didn't have a home, and you orchestrated that you found a home. Please find me a home that's warm and loving, a place that I can call my home, a place that I can that I can grow and, as a Chubas." Bas Yisrael and have a family of myself. And she put it back. And she felt so much better. She felt that she connected to something. She felt that there was hope in her life. She was going to find something. And eventually, actually, they did adopt her. And she grew up to tell her story. And this all happened because of the Hachnasis Archim. And because of the fact that he called in people. And he said, you're going to come into my house you're one of us, and that's what we do, this chos we do is so great, what you can accomplish, and you ask any of the professionals that, that, that do Kirov, and any of the professionals that do mental health, what it means to somebody to have a place where they can call a family, they call a home, a family time is when you sit around the table and you share that time with your family, you you have much more hatslacha. I know that we have, you know, when I tried to say Dvar Torah and and, and it's only family, it's just much harder, right? When you, have fam- when you have guests over, you know, all of a sudden, everybody's listening, and, and it's a different, the whole meal is better. But the tzachus that we have, bringing somebody into our family, is so great, that we should all be zaycheh to have this, to be able to do this amazing mitzvah, and have all the brachas that it comes with it. Thank you very much. We'll see you, Mr. Hashem, next week. Same time. Same